African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa, uh, the African Perspective. Uh, you with me, Benjamin Moshatama, right here on our shortwave frequency, 9625 kilohertz on the 31-meter band to Southern Africa. Uh, thank you for joining us on uh, DSTV on Channel 802. On that audio book here, you can also stream us live on www.channelafrica.co.za. Look, we have uh, a big, big following on our Twitter and also on our uh, Facebook page. But let's make the circle bigger. Uh, continue to be part of the Channel Africa family by following us on uh, Channel Africa page and also on our Twitter handle at Channel Africa One. Remember, it's the numeric one there at the end at Channel Africa One. Well, today we seem to be coming back to this particular subject this year. I don't know why. I kind of feel like a feminist sometimes, and I think it's okay because Shimamanda Ngozi Adichie says everyone should be a feminist. I I agree with her. She said as she highlights that we should all be feminists. But I've been coming back to this conversation all the time, and it seems like it's a big conversation when it comes to the issue of women empowerment and women being involved in entrepreneurship on the African continent. Well, we'll be broadcasting live next week at the third annual Africa Women Innovation and Entrepreneurship Forum Conference, which aims to really ignite fundamental changes in Africa's socioeconomic landscape regarding gender parity issues. The conference uh, convenes under the theme Equity, impact and inclusive growth uh, towards Agenda 2030 and a sustainable African future with its uh, side firmly on the emancipation and economic empowerment of women who have historically been sidelined and disregarded in society. The forum seeks to give a voice of reason. The event will see many women from the entire entrepreneurship ecosystem, including business experts, stakeholders, policymakers, come together to talk about ways on how to uplift women in business. The event will uh, also have women who will be awarded for the uh, sterling work uh, that they have done. Now, the award ceremony will also have around seven categories and many finalists, but we'll speak about that next week when we are there at uh, this particular gathering. But just to uh, give you a preview, we thought, hey, let's hang out with some of the ladies who will be part of the program and uh, just have a conversation on how important this uh, uh, gathering is. We've got Irene Ochem, who is the founder and uh, CEO of the African Women Innovation and Entrepreneurship forum itself. We've got Ndidi Muneri, who is a founder and a director of Leap Africa. And also we've got uh, Shannon Smarts on the line, who's the owner of uh, Pure Good Foods. Irene, are you the founder of this uh, uh, very, very ambitious uh, uh, conference itself. Um, it's not the only conference on the African continent that looks uh, around the issues of women being more uh, involved in entrepreneurship. What makes this uh, particular forum different from the rest? Oh, well, uh, what, uh, thank you very much uh, for having us uh, on, this, uh, on this forum, on this program. Uh, we really uh, uh, do appreciate it. Um, Yes, what makes the AWIF uh, 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 something different um, is that 
it's a, it's a very ambitious uh, Pan-African um, initiative. It's a platform where we try to bring in the small and the big together, the informal and the formal together. It's a platform where we uh, will be talking about exploring the issues, the challenges that are holding women uh, back in becoming a successful uh, <coughs> uh, um, entrepreneurs. So we will ha- have to visit um, um, the challenges that they face, um, starting, uh, growing, and scaling up uh, their businesses. And we try to find uh, solutions to, this, uh, uh, to these challenges. Now, look, Irene, I mean, this is something that um, is uh, being talked about for a long time on the African continent, the issues of how do we actually uh, create good partnerships uh, for uh, women and uh, in terms of business, how do we make sure that they participate in in the entrepreneurship ecosystem? I mean, this is... uh, 2017 and we're still having these conversations uh, and I'm looking at your agenda and theme we're still talking about equity we're still talking about inclusive growth and uh, it seems like the battle is really really uh, not really won very easily for women it seems like it's taking uh, very much of a slow paced uh, uh, momentum and uh, why are we still talking about these issues Irene from your perspective why do you think these issues still need to be cemented and actually reinforced on the African continent. Yeah, we are we are still talking about it uh, because uh, in uh, most African countries across the, uh, across the continent, um, you still have um, uh, you don't have uh, real commitment, you know, to empower to economically empower women to uh, 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 to uh, to have equal representation of women in the, in the economic uh, uh, activity, to recognize the, uh, the roles, the, um, the contribution that women are making. So um, there are a lot of gaps um, around, around. So um, we are at, this conference, at this conference, we also try to bring in the policymakers, the government. So we have uh, uh, ministers mm. of uh, women affairs uh, from different countries participating. We have uh, different agencies of uh, entrepreneurship, of uh, uh, economic empowerment participating because at the end of the day, it starts from there. Okay, so um, mm-hmm. um, there is a gap. You know, we are trying to uh, fill uh, this gap. Well, I'm going to take a quick break and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to bring in Shannon Smuts as well, who is going to be participating in one of the programs at the African Women Innovation and Entrepreneurship Forum Conference. Remember, next week, uh, Thursday and Friday, we'll be having live programming there uh, in, in Cape Town where the African Women Innovation and Entrepreneurship Forum is taking place, looking at these issues of parity, looking at the uh, issues of inclusive growth, and also how do you move towards this? a 2030 a vision of actually ensuring that we do have that woman participation in various sectors of uh, our African economies. It's very, very central. And it's something that we've been speaking about a whole lot this year. It seems to be an overriding theme that seems to come in and out when we have uh, talks here on African Dialogue. But let's take a quick break and then we'll be back after this. This is Channel Africa, South Africa's international radio station on shortwave, internet and satellite. Listen to Channel Africa in English, Kiswahili, French, Silozi, Portuguese and Chinyanja. Nam. 
kwenye line ya simu hivi sasa najiunga moja kwa moja Farafina Farafina Terre du Soleil Kia Makande Embalelwa Kina Miriam Está na companhia do serviço em língua portuguesa do canal África, a voz de renascença africana que transmite a partir dos seus estudos centrais de Auckland Park, cidade de Johannesburg, África do Sul. Zochitika, mu África! Informing the world about Africa, Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. Yes, you are listening to Channel Africa. We are giving you the African perspective, as you heard there in our uh, last uh, uh, promo there, that we don't just have English programming here. We've got Chinyanja, French, Portuguese, and other African languages, uh, uh, Shilozi, uh, that we feature on our various programming here. So we are a Pan-African and very proud to give you the African perspective. But you're listening to African Dialogue right now with me, Benjamin Mushatama. I'll be with you until uh, midday. Remember to allow 11.45 Central African time. We'll get our business news. Thereafter, we'll also have our sports. Today, we're looking about African women innovation, women in participation in entrepreneurship. And also, we've got Shannon Smuts, who's the owner of Pure Goods Foods. Shannon, am I right to say, am I not mistaken to say you are a master chef finalist? Uh, or am uh, I wrong? Hi, Benjamin. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. I was a contestant in the second series of um, Master Chef South Africa. Okay, I was I was thinking I was like, no man, I know this particular name, and I'm a Master Chef kind of fan. I just love perving at food sometimes, and just looking at what guys or ladies like you can actually do. So tell us a little bit about uh, how you're going to be participating in this particular forum, and tell us a little bit about how your uh, Pure Goods Foods enterprise has been going. I know Master Chef has propelled your uh, career somewhat. Yes. Um, so I've uh, I started Pure Good Food four years ago, and I saw a niche in the corporate market for um, to be able to offer healthy and uh, locally sourced meals for um, corporate workers uh, in, in the office environment. I also had a relationship with Papumalela Fountain of Hope Farm um, in Philippi called Fountain of Hope, sure. which um, houses orphan youth over the age of 18 and runs an independent living program. Part of that um, uh, program is they have a big organic farm. And I, I knew that after Master Chef, I wanted to do something in the food sector that I could help support the farm and eventually, in the long term, help support other farms in the, in the local farming um, communities. So that saw me opening Pure Good Food as a, as a, a small coffee shop um, just opposite Parliament, where we ran for 18 months. And six months into my opening, we actually got, um, in partnership with Get Smarter online learning company, and we opened our first health cafeteria. And I changed my business model to go into the food service <laughs> management um, sector, and we've seen amazing growth, and we've actually seen an amazing platform where we've been able to upskill um, other female workers. Um, uh, all my employees are female mm, that mm. work in my kitchen, and also to provi- provide a a skills development platform for the youth that are coming through the program at um, Fountain of Hope to gain some skills in um, hospitality, which is one of the sectors that there are still many jobs available, but um, not many skilled people that um, can fill those jobs. 
Shannon, it's interesting to just uh, really pick your brain on these particular issues, especially when it comes to issues of equity and uh, women participation in industries. Because even in the hospitality industry or even in the, the food industry, you see still a masculinity that still dominates the industry itself. For you, as a woman who actually independently started something of her own and actually was actually creating her own path in this industry, in terms of you as a woman, was it challenging? Was it easy? because it's got to do with food has to do with hospitality or do you think these challenges still remain in this particular sector no i think i think the challenges definitely still exist especially in hospitality it's a it's a male dominated sector um if you go into any of the big um food service kitchens in in many places uh it'll be mostly um uh, male employees and i find that it's it's quite a strange phenomenon because if you think about food, you would automatically think that that would be, a, you know, a more feminine um, quality that people want to provide and, and care for. And I think where I'm lucky in, in, in what I do, where we're providing a healthy option for people. Okay, I think we've lost someone on the line there. I'm not quite oh, no sure way. who it is. Let's see if we can sort out that line. Okay, we we back on track. You can go <laughs> ahead, Shannon. Sorry about that. Sorry. Um, no worries. But, um, I think in, the, in my line where, you know, we're providing a health offering and essentially what my company does for corporates is we, we take care of the employees and we make sure that they are being fed the, the right food at the right time from the right source. Me being a woman um, almost gives me a little bit of a step up uh, mm-hmm. because uh, automatically people look at me as a, a nurturer, a carer, mm-hmm. and um, I kind of have authority in that sector. But for me as an entrepreneur, I, I, really, I made a decision from, from day one of opening my store that I would be female-focused, and I would make sure that I was providing um, employment opportunities for women, especially, and not not hiring on, on skill sets. We don't hire chefs. We create chefs. Um, we hire people, and we make sure that they fit into our team. They believe in our values, and they they align with what we're trying to do in a, in a bigger scheme of things, and then we give them the skills in order to progress in their careers in a kitchen environment. Well, before I come back to Irina, I want to pick your brain on that, Shannon, in the in the way that you're approaching your business, because it seems like you almost like a social entrepreneur, not directly, but it seems like you do have a lot of social values to the way you actually do your business. Do you think that's a, a feminine touch to how you want to engage with your business? Because we guys can be a little bit of hardcore and think about the profits more than anything. A hundred percent. No, um, yes, I, uh, I definitely have a more values-based business um, uh, 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 set up, and um, I think that that is maybe more of a, a feminine quality, but it shouldn't be. You know, women, women in, in business, if, they, you know, if they're not soft, then they're kind of seen as being you know, a, a ball-breaker sure, or, sure. or aggressive, which yeah, is yeah, actually yeah. when they're just following in line with their, their male counterparts. But... Um, with values-based business, I think we, we live in a different time. You know, we are, our consumers and our customers are no longer just buying into products. They want to make sure that the product is attached to a certain set of values that, sure. that, that, that is attached to a brand. And if, if, your, if their values are not aligned with your brand values, then they will, they will support somebody else. It's no longer just about what you're providing, about the profits that you're making or whether or not you have a profitable business. It's about what are you doing on top of having a profitable business that, that people end up buying into.
Mm, I remember some uh, uh, months back we went to the Africa Shared Value Summit and that was something central to that gathering that was taking place in uh, Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. But I want to come back to you, Irene, in terms of just that because a lot of times I kind of become very stereotypical and it's something that I do naturally as a man, especially when I engage with women interviewees. I, I go into my own personal stereotypes, but those stereotypes sometimes are realities in terms of just the, the care and also just also also the dynamism that comes with women's uh, capacity and what they can actually do in, on the continent in terms of entrepreneurship. Women are just not mothers anymore. They, they're business women. They're also engaging in social work in their communities. Women can touch one thing and create magic out of it, but also move from one other thing and actually create something more dynamic from it. So women do have that personal touch that can actually really create a more innovative space when it comes to the business sector itself. And I think I think if we allow women to lead, we'll actually allow that uh, kind of uh, innovation to take place, which is a natural thing, I think, for women. Irene, are you there? Yes, yes, I'm here. Yes, please. Sure. I was just asking you in terms of just what I was talking about with Shannon in terms of how dynamic her business is. I mean, she doesn't only just focus on just packaging her own uh, company in itself, but she also also has a social imperative that is connected to her type of business. Now, I was just asking you in terms, women seems to bring a, a dynamic flavor in everything that they do in terms of being able to multifaceted, have a multifaceted approach in terms of uh, the, the business uh, outlook that they have well uh, uh, absolutely you are you are right there benjamin okay and this is what um, also about what we try to do to showcase uh, those uh, women who are doing uh, amazing incredible things uh, with their businesses uh, making uh, social impacts uh, creating uh, jobs and opportunities uh, uh, uplifting their families uplifting the uh, communities so there are a lot of uh, women, young and uh, also the established ones. And um, the accelerator program that we just run now, um, we run it with uh, uh, Shannon and um, 10 other women. Uh, these are uh, women with uh, growing businesses and uh, amazing in different sectors, in different areas. Uh, whether in the innovation technology space or in the um, uh, food, uh, food space like uh, Shannon, or in the environmental space uh, like some others, or in the creative industries, fashion and the cosmetics industry. So um, absolutely like you said, women are really um, making um, a lot of uh, contribution to, uh, to Africa's uh, economic growth. But then, as we know, SMEs, you know, have become the engines of growth in Africa. Sure. And they constitute the majority of African private uh, businesses. We have uh, statistics that um, uh, support this. In Ghana, for example, more than uh, 90% of businesses are SMEs. In South Africa, over 90%. In Nigeria, over 70%. In many mm, countries, mm, uh, you know, they represent more than 50% of total, un- un- um, total employment um, opportunities. You know, uh, but then uh, our problem, our issue, our um, um, uh, discourse is what is the level of gender equality in SME ownership in Africa, okay? Mm. Um, there was a study uh, carried out by World Bank in 2015 of 40 African uh, countries. Only eight African countries showed the situation favorable to women in um, SME uh, business ownership. Wow. In the remaining 32, women have minority ownership. Wow. 
in many countries as much as uh, only uh, only 20 percent. So this is what AWIF uh, is uh, all about. You know, how do you channel more women into entrepreneurship? How do you increase their representation, their participation? And as we are doing this too, how do we showcase and recognize the role that those of them who are already uh, within that space, the role that they are playing, growing, contributing to Africa's uh, economic uh, transformation. So how that needs to be recognized and appreciated and supported and then uh, enhanced. So um, that is it. You know, Irene, it's it's interesting that you highlight that because I, I already see where there are problems in the fact of really empowering women in entrepreneurship and allowing them to be innovative, especially in their business ideas, because the big challenge is also them actually accessing that finance, actually getting into a space where they can actually get that financial support to speed up the, the growth of their businesses. That's a big challenge, isn't it, Irene? Yes, absolutely. Um, when you are a, a business owner, whether you are a man or a woman, you have a, a practically four, um, four things. How do you access a finance? How do you access markets? Mm-hmm. How do you access for information? And how do you um, uh, upgrade your skills? And um, at AWIF, we try to focus on these uh, four uh, key areas. And uh, if you talk to any business uh, uh, woman, the, most, uh, the biggest challenge, uh, over 90% of it is accessing finance. So at AWIF, uh, a key focus track is accessing finance and financial inclusion. So it's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a challenge, it's an issue. We know that. And um, uh, there is a lot of gap, too, you know, for female-owned businesses mm-hmm. accessing finance to start business or to scale or grow, uh, grow their businesses in comparison to, uh, to men. Uh, in Africa, uh, when you talk about uh, accessing finance, there are also some cultural, structural barriers that women encounter in doing that. You know, so we take also um, cognizance of this, and um, uh, the, uh, the idea, the goal is to find solutions mm. uh, to bring down uh, these barriers. I'm going to take a quick break. Shannon, I'm coming back to you because I'd like you to give us your take on this in terms of how you actually have dealt with this particular challenge, especially of access to finance. I know you've started your company and it's been running for a while. But the thing is also, when you run a business, sometimes you want to expand. Sometimes you want to take your business to the next level. Sometimes you want to just spread it out a little bit more. And I just want to get your personal insight on this issue of financing and how you've actually dealt with it, especially when it comes to the uh, uh, the, the the landscape that we're in, in 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 your industry, which has so many competitors, that has so many people almost doing the same thing, and you have to actually make your um, business in the, uh, kind of stand apart and be individualized in that kind of uh, uh, industry. So I'll deal with those issues after the break. It's almost eleven thirty Central African time. Want to hear your thoughts? Remember, engage with us. Want to hear what you think of our programming? You can give us your email um, by uh, sending us your thoughts at infochannelafrica.org or remember we've got that SMS number on plus 27796957930 it's 11.30 Central African time you're still listening to African Dialogue with me Benjamin Mushatama let's take a quick one we have great news for you Channel Africa has gone mobile if you have a cell phone you can now download the mobile app 
for Android. You can get it on Google Play. Get the latest news from Africa. Get the Channel Africa app. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspectives. Indeed, this is Channel Africa giving you the African perspective. We're giving you a preview of what will be happening next week. We'll be at the um, African Women Innovation and Entrepreneurship Forum. Uh, they'll be hosting the third, third rather annual conference, which will be hosted in Cape Town, South Africa. And uh, we'll be there on the 5th and the 6th of October. And uh, we'll be broadcasting live there, looking at some of the big issues that will be highlighted. Very big theme, ambitious theme, as I mentioned uh, when we started the program equity that's a big one impact and inclusive growth towards agenda 2030 and a sustainable african future we've got irene ocham who is a founder and ceo of the forum itself and shannon smart is joining us who's also part of the growth accelerator which is really part of this forum and the owner of pure goods foods when it comes to financing shannon as a as a female businesswoman, uh, has it been difficult for you? And ex- especially when it starts, a business is starting. But financing is not only when it's just starting up, but also when you keep trying to sustain and grow a business. Sometimes it can be more the more challenging part of uh, being an entrepreneur. Hundred um, percent. I've been lucky enough in that I, um, you know, reached up my my own company from from the beginning and. With the, the corporates get smarter that we were attached to, we were able to grow alongside with them. And so I've never had a, an issue where we've needed to um, kind of go out there and, and hunt for finance. But now that I'm at that really key part of my business where we are, we are set to scale quite rapidly, um, it's, it's organizations like OEF that, that provide this platform in order for young female entrepreneurs like myself to to actually come and learn the skills through the Growth Accelerator program that they've put together and to um, actually understand the, understand the steps it takes in order to gain access to this type of funding. I um, personally, and on, on my own behalf, over the last two to three years, we've, we've obviously had um, interest from different investors and uh, chatted to different venture capitalist firms. And um, funny enough, everyone we've actually spoken to or anyone we've looked into or has shown interest in our business has 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 been male and, and not 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 from a, a female angle, and um, funny enough, it, there's I've always kind of steered away from looking for um, external finance because I struggled to find anyone who believed in the value side of my my business. They saw the the profitability of this you know sector in health and wellness in the corporate um, atmosphere, and always from the beginning it was you know the time and the effort that it takes away from your business to um, kind of have the social development attached to it is, is loss of income and always kind of try to steer me more back into the let's generate more profit, let's mm-hmm. make this business generate more money. And it's been the reason why I've never, I've never gone for, for funding or I've never diluted my equity. And recently in the last couple of months from my involvement with AWI for the, this in, amazing opportunity to interact with other female entrepreneurs and um, I recently joined a a South African program called uh, Future Females where again they provide these workshops and they they introduce you to other women. All of a sudden I've met these like-minded powerhouse women that actually have the same ideals and values Mm. attached to business as I do and that I find is very exciting. We are finding more and more venture capitalist firms um, that are having 
specific funds that are attached just to woman-owned business. Um, and these businesses tend to usually be really values-based. And I think um, when looking at equity, if, if I can you know, share my, mm-hmm. my insights and wisdom sure, to other female ahead. entrepreneurs, to hold on to your values as, as a female, as a woman, especially. We, like you said before, we can create magic in most things that we touch. And it's usually in this, this business um, like male-dominated world, that sometimes women will will lose that in order to to grow their business on a different path that they maybe initially set out to. But it's definitely it's programs like our WEF that I'm so fortunate to be a part of that create the platform for female entrepreneurs to really you know do something valuable with their businesses. Shannon, you know what? While you're talking, I'm I'm thinking I'm like, what is Shannon doing right to actually create that uh, attraction towards her business? What are the key points that actually make people want to invest in your uh, business? Want people to actually buy into your value system? Um I think that we've kind of tried to coin the term holistic and not um in a spiritual sense but in a whole with a with a W sense. <laughs> we're providing a holistic service to a mm, corporate mm, company. Mm. We're giving them we're making sure their their staff are eating the right food. Um there've been amazing studies done in the United States where companies that are investing in the in the health and wellness of their staff are actually seeing a a, a decrease in up to seventeen percent absenteeism, which that is financial savings. And I'm lucky in that you know, I had the, the platform of MasterChef and I've, I've had the running of my company for the last four years that I've got a little bit of authority in the health and wellness sphere that is becoming a global phenomenon. And for a corporate to be able to offer their staff something that's going to only benefit their performance and benefit their health and well-being, as well as knowing that it's attached to something bigger than, than just food, that the people working in the kitchen have been upskilled, that um, they're providing an income source to community farming projects um, that would, wouldn't be able to have it otherwise. And it's those small things that give the, the corporates the peace of mind to know that their customers are happy, their staff are happy supporting us because they're supporting a whole company, not just you know a regular cafeteria. Mm. Well, uh, you know what? We're about to wrap it up and we've got uh, just a few minutes before we end the program. Coming to you, Irene, as Shannon was speaking there, what just stood out for me was the issue where she kind of came back uh, over and over again saying, you know what? I'm meeting so many great women with the same values. There seems to be more of a community of women surrounding around themselves and actually pioneering their own visions. How important is this sisterhood? I always ask this question when it comes to these kind of programs about the sisterhood and the importance of the sisterhood. Well, uh, it's very, very important. So um, the networking, the connection, and the, the interaction is um, it's a very powerful um, enhancer of uh, business success. So uh, bringing women together and um, connecting them and um, learning, intra, uh, intra-Africa learning, because uh, in this particular case, too, we about Pan-African. Mm-hmm. And uh, coming back, um, have, uh, coming back to the uh, problem of uh, fi- uh, financing, accessing finance, mm-hmm. that is actually what the growth accelerator uh, program is trying to um, to solve. Mm-hmm. Because uh, um, it's about be, you know creating business linkages and investment readiness 
what we call investment readiness because uh, uh, part of the challenges of uh, accessing finance is because uh, the businesses are really not um, uh, credit uh, ready, investment ready. So the accelerator program is about uh, supporting uh, these young uh, uh, women business owners, okay, with business modeling and growth strategy that they need to be able to scale, uh, become investment ready, and develop their entrepreneurship uh, leadership. Because when you have a business that is uh, investment ready, then you are more able to attract uh, investors or um, 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 capital into your into your business uh, in whatever uh, way uh, that will come in. So, um, so um, I don't I don't know what else to say. Um, <laughs> we, have, we have run this program mm. with uh, uh, fifteen uh, women, and mm. uh, we have concluded it. And the last part of it will be at the conference, which you will uh, witness because at the conference we are going to have with them a pitch competition. Audience will be made up of uh, potential investors into their businesses and other entrepreneurs and corporate bodies. So they will pitch their businesses to this uh, to this audience, and the three winners will uh, be uh, uh, taken up by the project uh, program sponsor, which is Mazda. Mm -hmm. We then support them for the next uh, 12 months, and by the end of that 12 months, we have three businesses that have been taken to the next level where they need to be. Well, thank you so much, Irene, for giving us your time. I'm sure next week we'll get into the details of some of the very pertinent issues that will be highlighted and be dealt with at uh, the forum itself. Uh, a thank you as well to Shannon Smarts for giving us your time. We had Irene Ochem, founder and CEO of African Women Innovation and Entrepreneurship Forum. Thank you as well to Shannon Smarts, who's the owner of Pure Good Foods. I'm sure I'll meet you guys next week as we continue to engage on uh, this big theme, equity, impact, and inclusive growth towards Agenda 2063 and a sustainable African future. Until next week, ladies, God bless. Cheers. Thanks, Thank you, Benjamin. Thank you. Awesome. It's 11.40 now. Let's have some music. Hey, it's nice to have a little bit of a break. And uh, before our business news, well, this one is a very much uh, relevant to the conversation uh, today. You Are My African Queen by Two-Face Idiba. My African queen Ooh, Lord Ooh, Lord Just like the sun Light up the earth You light up my life The only one I ever see With a smile so bright And just yesterday You came around my way You changed my horse in way you astonishing beauty Oh, you couldn't make a brother sing No ordinary thing, a supernatural being And no, you are brighter than the moon Brighter than the star I love you just the way you are And you are my African queen The girl of my dreams You take me where I've never been You make my heart go ding a ling a ling Oh, you are my African queen my dreams and you remind me of a thing and that is the African beauty yeah, yeah. Ooh, you are my African queen oh Lord, oh Lord. Mm -hmm. 
you stand as one, they are standing one. I look into your eyes, girl, what I see is paradise. Hey, you captivated my soul. Now every day I want you more. I cannot deny this feeling I'm feeling inside. Hey, no one I cannot take your place. You cannot take your space, and it's a fact I cannot erase. And no, you are the one that makes me smile. Make me float like a boat upon the night. Girl, you are my African queen. A girl of my dreams. You take me where I've never been. You make my heart go ding a ling a Yeah, you are my African queen. A girl of my dreams. And you remind me of a thing And that is the African beauty Surely sent from up above Cause you're the only one that I think of You are my African queen And I know that it means that You're the only one that I will serve I'll give you my heart, my love My body and my money Every other thing you think of In a man who could think of Anything better than you Who could think of ever Hurting you Sacrifice my all, I'll give it all to you You are my African queen For real You are my African queen A girl of my dream A girl of my dream You may have never been Oh, na la I love you, I love you. 